You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. To hear the rest of this week's show, exclusive episodes, and more, subscribe today at patreon.com slash crspodcast or clockradiospeakers.com. Happy New Year, and welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. Doc, this is our 12th year doing this show? Something like that, yeah. Jesus, crazy. Our first, our first uh, top 10 was for 2010. It was literally the basis of the show. It was the basis of the show. Wow. Wow. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Uh, my name is Armand Wake Up. You can follow me on all socials. After a while, pretty soon that's not going to matter. Uh, just follow the show at CRS Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Facebook.com slash Clock Radio Speakers. But more important than that, please go to uh, ClockRadioSpeakers.com. No longer powered by Tumblr. You can get all previous some odd episodes there. And I mean, for the last couple of years, just like previews of the show, because what you should really do is just join the Patreon. And um, what's, what's Clock Radio Speakers without Doc? So Doc is in the building. What's going on, man? Man. Uh, yeah, we've been doing the show for a long time. <laughs> it's like 12 yes, years. Oh, my God. Crazy. Um, but no, uh, you know, uh, was, I was talking about this in the pre-show, but was away for the holidays and, um, you know, came back home last night. You know, the usual, like when you're away on a trip and you got like work the next day. And so it's like, you're trying to get everything done and you realize you got to go grocery shopping, all that stuff. Oh man. Full day work today, but I'm excited to, to, to be recording tonight because 2022 had a lot of good music. It did. It really did. It did. People really delivered. They did. Yeah. Some people didn't. We can talk about that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I actually, dang, I should have wrote down albums that kind of like disappointed, but were still, or were supposed to deliver, but disappointed. Yeah. Two names immediately come to mind with mm. this. Let me write that down. Yeah. Um, but, uh, okay. Well. But other than that, yeah. Um, like Armand said, yeah. if you're not a Patreon subscriber, head over to patreon.com slash CRS podcast. Yes. You get full episode, full versions of all the episodes. You get pre exclusive pre shows. You get exclusive episodes from time to time. Come on, join the community. Yeah. As Armand used to say, we have punch and pie. We have punch. Hey, I haven't said that in a while. Not really. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's digital punch. You know, not what for sure. Whatever. Yeah. Come on, we don't really have punch and pie. <laughs> you know, it's it's cool here. Is basically what I'm saying. So what what was your uh, what was your favorite holiday dessert that you had? Speaking of pie, do you have anything that really like hit the spot for you this year? Dessert. Um, so my dad's wife got us these like little bunt cakes, mm. like little tiny. So in Michigan, there's like a bunch of little bakeries. So it was like a local bakery that had these, these small bunt cakes that were really good. Um, other than that, um, I'm about to, I'm about to eat a gingerbread house for the first time <laughs> in like 10 years. Cause my son made one and he's not here anymore. So it's his is just sitting there. Yeah, that's about it. How about you? I, you know, I'm not really one for too many desserts. I indulged sure. a little bit over the break. Okay. Um, we went when we, when I was up in Vermont. We went to this place called Burlington Beer Company, where they have like a legit, a pretty legit food menu. And for dessert, the table I was at, we we all got this thing called eggnog baked Burlington. Okay. Okay. Eggnog ice cream. Yep. On top of gingerbread cookies. Okay. Surrounded by nutmeg toasted meringue. Okay. It was crazy. Okay. Like that first bite. You know, sometimes you eat a dessert and you eat that first bite and you get like little fireworks go off in your head. I was like, <laughs> now part of that might be that I don't eat a lot of sugar. 
traditionally and so just the sheer amount of sugar my brain was like whoa but no really it was one of those things where you eat it and you're just like wow Mm. wow okay it was good okay really good shout out to shout out to burlington vermont shout out to the pair okay (laughs) i'm with you i'm with you that's what's up i mean we are not here to talk about uh, desserts that 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 kind of talk is typically reserved for the pre-show, <laughs> <laughs> which um, is why if you're into that stuff, <laughs> you should check out the pre-show. But we do have we have some music to talk about. Uh, this is our our annual. God, is this our goodness? This is our twelfth annual. Basically, now n- maybe not necessarily because there have been some years we didn't do a list. Well, we did a. We would talk about the year at least. Yeah. And some years we'll be like, well. Here were some albums I liked. The rest of these yep. were, oof. Yep, yep. I would love to go back and hear what songs or what albums those were and what years those were. Oh, see if we, see if we feel differently? Yeah, That's for sure. Yep, yep, yep. So we got a couple of news uh, things to hit before we get into the, sure. the albums as, su- as such. We, we're going to talk, so, you, want, you want to talk about Meek Mill, don't you? <laughs> oh, actually, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> We could just, I guess, since we're here, yeah, your your man, your man Meek Mill, fresh off the uh, Flamers Five mixtape, yeah, announces that he is dropping an album every quarter, uh huh, and does so by releasing on his Instagram like snippets of like six different videos, yeah, of songs that all sound exactly the same. As you know, Armand, you're just gonna hit home for you as somebody who has been involved in in the creation of music for a little while where sometimes you make plans and you're feeling really good and excited. Listen, man, I, I'm, go ahead. I, I just hope Meek Mill has the majority of those albums done and he's just doing finishing touches. I hope he didn't like have a really good two weeks where he knocked out like an album and a half. And mm-hmm. then he was like talking to his people. He's like, nah, we're going to do four albums this year. What are you talking about? I just didn't, I just did 25 tracks. Uh-huh. All, all I can say is, Two things come to mind. Number yeah. one, he has had plenty of time to do this because <laughs> um, he hasn't. His last album was Championships, right? Yeah. So he's had plenty of time. The way Meek has always positioned himself as a studio rat. Mm-hmm. So it sh- he should have enough music or at least enough ideas to be finishing stuff up. Should. Should. Yeah. But the second thing is, to your point, you know, as a as a longtime wrestling fan. Mm. Anytime I would go to a live show, house, typically a house show, you would get the, the card. So they would tell you what was on the card. So this is the main event. These people are going to be here, whatever, whatever. And at the bottom, there would be really tiny, fine print. And it would say card subject to change. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which means something could happen. We had this planned out at one point. Somebody might have missed their flight. Someone might have gotten injured. And we reserve the right to let you know that circumstances may come up and the person who's on this on this card may not be on this card. So I hope the best for Meek more than these four albums. I just want something to catch for him because I'm going through these comments and I'm seeing a lot of people say he ain't got it no more. This, that Mm. and third. And I'm just like, I I want Meek to have a long prosperous career in whatever he does. I want all rappers to have long prosperous careers in whatever they do. Um, that isn't harming anyone. And so if Meek wants to, wants to rap and put out four projects, much success to you. But I I want something to catch on for him. Something a little different. Just so 
done with these fast trap beats mm-hmm. and you yelling over them about investments that you've made. I'm good. <clears throat> um, what I was going to talk about. Yeah. Let's start on a high note because we kind of got some, some bad somber news, but I want to start on a high note. Sure. Uh, your boys, De La Soul. Yeah. They have announced that their entire discography will be on streaming services March 3rd, 3323. Um, they have a long storied history with Tommy boy. And we've talked about this on the show at length um, about why their music is not on streaming services. I don't know if you remember doc. Um, they made their music available on Bandcamp. They did by just entering your email address and they kind of kept up a mailing list for a brief period of time. Um, but now it's going to be available to everyone. And um, I'm happy for them particularly because this now exposes them to an audience, particularly a younger audience that may not be familiar with De La Soul and their genius. Um, but how do you feel about it? Yeah. In, in this era, if it's not on <clears throat> streaming, it didn't really happen. Yep. You know? Um, so I think it's, I mean, I think it's great. I, what I will be curious to see is like, I mean, I guess that they actually really go and clear those samples, you know, they had to have, cause like they went and they got their masters. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because Tommy boy was bought by some other company and then they did a deal with that company. Mm-hmm. So they got their masters, but there's a whole lot of, uh, whole lot of sample clearances. You know, w- what I think will be interesting is if they're going to this trouble, are they're going to like, are these going to be like newly remastered? Like, I'm, I'm curious, you know what I mean? Like, how are they going to roll this out? Because I think this is a prime opportunity, as you said, not just to expose this to another, to, to an, you know, to an art, to a, a younger or wider audience, but also to maybe properly like establish their right, maybe rightful place in hip hop history, mm-hmm. you know, it with the kind of sort of greatest hits or ca- kind of like catalog packaging that, rock bands have been and rock labels have been doing for a long time mm-hmm. right um because de la like 30 years ago i'm sounding like an old man 30 years ago de la soul was like one of the biggest deals in rap mm-hmm. but i don't know people don't really know it that way like even like you know they were kind they were you know roughly um around you know their peak was roughly the same as that early tribe peak but like i feel like tribe is much more revered 100 hip hop than De La Soul. And so I'm just going to be curious to see, like, is it just going to be like a tweet? Yeah, here's our stuff on everything's on streaming services. Go at it. Or is it going to be more like, I don't know, is it going to be like some promo, some packaging? Are they going to do like, oh, like for fans, like here's like the 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 triple deluxe vinyl that's got bonus. And like, I, I hope they do it up is yep. what I'm saying, you know, and use yep. this as an opportunity. Hey, let's, you know, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to, Go number one on Billboard, but that's not the point, right? Yep. But it is an opportunity, and they're going to have people's attention, and so I hope they make the most of it. Yep. So that actually reminds me, and that's exactly the point I was going to make because it it made me think of Aaliyah. Yeah. And Aaliyah was an artist who, infamously, famously, her her father did not want her music on streaming, and finally reached the point or reached the deal, whatever the business was like, to where they. They let that go along with, you know, Timbaland's discography and stuff like that. The black, all the black ground records. And there was no follow up 
and I, I feel like the reason why there was no follow-up and no promo was because I feel like Aaliyah's audience, or I'm sorry, Aaliyah's team thought that her audience was going to do all the work. And I feel like people our age and maybe a little younger and older who listen to Aaliyah, they don't really have this connected relationship to streaming the way that younger audiences do. Mm. So they'll go and look for Aaliyah's album like, dang, that's not on streaming services. And they'll just kind of go about their way. They might already have the CD, so they'll just leave it in the car or something like that. But there was no incentive or no reason for Aaliyah's audience to listen to her music outside of just the convenience of whenever you want to listen to her albums. Um, There was no reintroduction. I think a lot of I think they just kind of assumed that that connection was always there and it would just go grow from there. And you don't really hear people talk about it. By now, I would have expected maybe like an Aaliyah song to go viral and no, man, you know, nothing. (laughs) Yeah, nothing. Nothing. So De La has the type of music to where they would flourish on a TikTok yeah. and do really, really well. So I hope that they have a team or someone in place who knows how to connect those dots for them. Yeah, I mean, and who knows, right? I mean, part of this move might also be like kind of opens the doors for, you know, movie soundtracks, for, yes, you know, placements in TV shows because the, you know, we're not, much like we grew up, with TV shows always playing music from the, that the baby boomers grew up with. Now TV shows play music that we grew up with. <laughs> yep. So, you know, who knows? Maybe, you know, later this year you'll be, you'll be at the grocery store and all of a sudden you're like, is that, is that me, myself and I? Nah, man, my grocery store across the street, they, they jam. They play all, <laughs> they play, their, their playlist is fire. Mm. Nah, it's nothing, it's nothing to hear confessions at, particularly late at night so if you go after like eight o'clock yeah yeah, they go crazy (laughs) that's when the dj can can cut loose from the playlist (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah all the kids aren't here let's let's play the real records absolutely Mm. absolutely so happy for de la yeah very curious to see how this this comes out yeah um on a somber note we actually had two uh deaths already and one happened right before the new year and then we had one that happened right after the new year so um, I first have to mention because we, <laughs> this is not our CRS wheelhouse, but, uh, a young upcoming rapper by the name of big scar passed away unexpectedly. Um, he was 21. I want to say, um, I, I heard my daughter and my nephew talk about him quite a bit. Um, rumor, the rumor is, is that he took a, a bad Percocet, mm. Percocet fentanyl in it and he OD'd. Um, so rest in peace to him. I believe he was signed to Gucci. I think don't hold me to that. Yeah. But, um, rest in peace and condolences to him. The, the passing that threw everyone for a loop was Gangsta Boo who passed away. Was that new year? Was that new year's day? I think it might've been new year's. It seemed like it was new year's day. Yeah. New year's day. Crazy. Um, so the story goes that the police were called um to come to her house or, or something for whatever reason and some somebody went on facebook live or somebody had something but they basically found her uh passed away on her porch mm. um so there are rumors there but i'm not going to get into those but man 43 years old and not only 43 years old she was she was coming back outside yeah 
So she had just done a record with, was it Glorilla and Lotto? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So she had just done an interview with Billboard. Um, she was getting into, she was finding her footing as a solo artist, which not kind of, but like really made sense. Um, this would have been a good time for some of the OG uh, rappers to kind of, you know, reemerge um, with their catalog, but also with new music and kind of tap into that, that new audience. So especially since I feel like there's a real, I don't know, I feel like it's widely acknowledged the influence that a lot of male artists from the South have had on, mm-hmm. on modern rappers, but you know, rap you know rappers like gangsta boo i mean like you can draw a straight line absolutely from her to any number of female rappers that are out right now absolutely you know yep. um and yep. so i in a sense i mean obviously there are there are not as many um sort of they're always not always there there have typically been more male rappers than female rappers but even that aside there really aren't a lot of older female rappers who are staying around the way that older male rappers have started to be able to, mm. you know, mm-hmm. um, like, I don't know, Kim and Foxy, that's a complicated, those are complicated stories. Mm-hmm. Right. But and Kim is kind of, she'll pop up. She does festivals and stuff right. like that. But you know, Lauren, obviously a complicated story. Yep. You know, Missy's every so often she pops up, but not really she out there in the same way. She, she don't need to be. She, She's fine. I put in my time. I'm retired. Right, right, right. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, it seemed like she was having, a, she was starting to have a little bit of a moment and it's terrible timing. I mean, it's always yeah. terrible timing, but it's terrible timing. So, yep, yep, yep. Perfect time because you have those. Cause really the, the, the prototype or the, the, the point too is outside of Kim and Foxy, it's Nikki. Um, yeah. because after all that dust kind of cleared, you had a couple people, you had like Shauna and, you know, um, I know I'm forgetting people, but Nikki was kind of the first one to kind of pop through. But if you go back in time, especially in the late nineties, I was just recently, uh, talking online about Mia X and how big of a fan I am of her. Um, you know, there's, there's Gangsta Boo, there's like just a ton, Trina, like there's a ton of rappers who even with the the sound being very midwest slash south like i yeah. said right now the two biggest to me the to the two biggest cities that have influence on on hip hop especially with the U's of memphis and detroit um so with that memphis sound which is like a stirring pot of you know blues a little bit of a little bit of new york a little bit of la a little bit of texas like all of that stuff um particularly dj paul and juicy j it just makes sense that the rappers were next to to have that influence. So like Gangsta Boo was just in the right place at the right time. And she was, she was on, on pace to kind of take advantage of that. So yeah, man, terrible, terrible timing and, uh, and, and rest in peace to her. <sighs> I don't know what else is there. You got anything else? No, man. I'm, you know, I'm ready to talk about the music we liked. Maybe the music we didn't like. I don't know. We, we should talk about 2022. Let's do it. Um, I got an album that won't be on our list. <laughs> Man, now you got me wanting to go through. Let me go through. <laughs> and while you're talking about the album that you didn't like, let me let me pull some up. What, what you got? Oh, remember Donda 2? Oh, man. I do, actually. Yeah. Because um, I still somewhat listen to it sometimes. The story of Kanye, now yay, in 2022. <laughs> 
honestly, I think everybody, I, I don't know if everybody remembers all of the stuff, right? They could just go and listen to the, the Uncle Murder wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have like a minute devoted just to yay? Because there Probably. was a lot. Probably. Um, you know, we started the year. We thought, hey, he's going to run it back. Like he's keeping the same crew of, of producers and writers and, and everybody mm-hmm. who's been who's been around. And he's found a little niche and he's going to just keep rolling mm-hmm. much in the same way that he's done at other times in his career. Right. Where it's like, you know, the crew that worked on, you know, um, Dark Twisted Fantasy also not exclusively, but also largely was working on Watch the Throne. Right. Like there was continuity between them. Like this is not unusual for him. Right. It's mm-hmm. like you find something that works. Let's do it. Um, you know, we went from that and trying to figure out, boy, this stuff with Pete Davidson's really kind of weird, isn't it? And, you know, the incredibly bizarre and oddly memorable, like, I don't know if people really realize that Donda 2 listening party was strange. Um, Was it strange or was it just, it, I feel like it was good until the last 20 minutes that guess, just kind of ruined I mean, it. I guess uh, for me, it's strange because like, it, it's it's just as strange as any one of those um, individual Donda listening sessions would have been. But we had mm-hmm. the whole context there of there were three of them. You could see the evolution. You got a finished album. I got that you. was that was it was part of a story, mm-hmm. right? What we got this time is we got like what we all thought was oh well this is just the first listening session, right? Mm-hmm. And then we waited, and we waited. Well, no, we didn't wait. We got we got that album pretty well, soon. We 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 got that unfinished album. We did, and then he never finished it. He never finished. Really it. Really weird. Yeah. Um. And then everything went downhill for him in a variety yep. of ways. A variety of ways. Well documented. We don't need to. We don't need to to do it all here. But you know you're in trouble when the the one of the biggest Kanye fan subreddits just decides they're done with you, and they no longer talk about Kanye. Oh, that subreddit does not talk about Kanye at all anymore. West uh, West Sub Ever, which is a uh, wow. a hilarious, formerly they they just they've like there's like no new posts. They when the Hitler stuff happened, which if I played this, if somebody <laughs> traveled back and if we could just air like you know you know DM this episode to somebody a year ago, and I said the phrase when the Hitler stuff happened, yeah, they'd be like, huh? The what? The what? Right when the Hitler stuff happened, as a community, they decided we're done, mm. and they just stopped. I see. Yeah, they haven't posted in thirty-three days. Yeah, wow. they stopped. Crazy. Um, so anyway, um, you know, Donda Two. It's it's funny. I mean, because I made a first time in a long time reference. I think maybe on the pre-show or whatever. Um, you know, there was stuff there that could have been interesting. I do mm-hmm. wonder if any of those artists will be able to take some of those records aside from the records that, you know, that the, the stuff that future was able to take, like, mm-hmm. cause you know, that, that, that Migos scheme record. I don't yes. know. Yes. That was crazy. Yes. It's a great record. Jack Harlow um, thought he, you know, that, that for a moment that almost felt like the crown, like, you know, yep. a little jewel in the crown of, of Jack Harlow. Yep. Who yep. had a very interesting year. He's not on your on your top ten list, I have to imagine. No, but I've been talking about this with my son, and I've come to the conclusion that the aggression of the aggressive opinion of his album is like overkill. Mm. And the internet 
And I think a lot, I think a large part of that is due to groupthink. where I think there were some people who really didn't like it. Yeah. And then it just became like just the gag, um, that the album was terrible or whatever, whatever. Um, because the album wasn't that bad. It wasn't that good. It was kind of just in the middle. It was just like, eh, you right. know, but people talk about it like it's the worst thing ever. And it wasn't. And I think it was just for whatever reason he got in wrestling, what we call X-Pac heat <laughs> where people would boo X-Pac, not because he was a bad guy, but because they didn't like him. Um, and you know, some people could say that's because he's white. Some people could say it's because of his success wasn't deserved because the album wasn't as good as maybe the, the Grammy nods and the, the opportunities and things of that nature. But, I don't know, man. He had a great year. He didn't. He didn't bother me that much. There was definitely some albums that people liked, or there was some music or some artists that I'm like, nah, that wasn't it. Um, compared to Jack Harlow, really, it really wasn't that serious to me. But I may be wrong in that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting that like Nail Tech was the first record that came out because I don't feel like that sounds anything like the rest of the album. Um, it's at the end, isn't it? It's at the end. Yeah. Um, and I think like first class is one of those songs where it's like, it was a hit, but like no one's going to have that on their like top 10 of the year list. You know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I don't know, like, cause, how, cause hold on. How old is Jack Harlow? He can't be what, 25, 26. He's 24. He's a baby. Right. And so he's 24. And when he made this, he was largely 23. Hey, right. Baby. Right. So like he's 23, 24 years old. He, he knows he he only knows what he's seen. And right. this album sounds like that, you know? Yep. And there are times where he's like dipping a little bit into some serious 2000s nostalgia, which is kind of interesting and is about right for his age. Mm-hmm. But it's also for an album that we're like half all these, like so many of these songs have like, I'm not even kidding. Like in some cases, like six, seven, eight producers. Mm-hmm. And yet the album all somehow sounds like background music. Half the time, you know, mm. it's not bad, but like, it's not what people, I think, I think here's the, here's what I would say. I think like people know that he can, he technically can rap. Mm-hmm. This album showed no interest in taking like any swings for the fences. Like every, this is, it, it all feels very safe. Mm-hmm. And I feel like rap fans don't like safe because there's no, what are you going to talk about? Yeah. I think he also leaned into the, like the Drake influence oh, a lot a, li- a, li- a little too much you know and then yeah. until trig shows up and <laughs> churchill downs is like all right kid yeah get out l- l- listen <laughs> um yep yeah it's um it's like i don't know it feels i can't tell if it's because like he his natural personality is just to be on the cooler side as opposed to the warmer side right mm-hmm. it all feels kind of cool and safe and fine you know mm-hmm. and you and i have said this a million times in the show the worst thing to be is fine, right? Like it, it, the way that the way that things work now. Yeah, I wonder if that's that's part of what happened to the baby, in addition to the unnecessary uh, homophobic comments. Yeah. the The topic then became all baby songs sound the same. Yes. And was it because he's not um uh what's the word not creative was not creative but. He's not able to create different types of, of songs or is it because he found a, a lane, a sound and just kind of stuck to it too long? So like, I, yeah, I think I, I do wonder if part of that is like, you know, his sound, I, I associate a lot 
with Jetson Mate. Mm. Right. You hear that drop on a lot of his records, right? And mm-hmm. I'm looking at the credits for Baby on Baby 2 and like one, two, three, four. I don't know, eight of the 14 songs, including most of the f- of the first half of the album, it's Jetson Made. Mm-hmm. And so that is part of his sound. But part of the thing with like the way that things move nowadays, I don't know. It's not like it's, I don't know. People aren't, aren't talking about baby and Jetson Made like they're talking about Gangstar where it's like, <laughs> yeah, I need, you know, this is right. like an iconic duo. Right. You just, right. So what it, what it really just sounds like sometimes is like, well, that's, we've heard this already and we heard it two years ago. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I think he's got a lot. I think it's funny whenever I, this is me as an old man, right? Where I'm like, people are like, oh yeah, it sounds the same. It's like, have you heard some of this music? Right now? A lot I'm of this. saying. Tell me how Future hasn't made the same album five times now. I'm just saying. Another but, art. But ahead. people want to like Future. Absolutely. Because he's, he's enough of a villain without being a real villain. The baby actually crossed the line into real villain. Mm-hmm. And nobody yes, wants that. Mm-hmm. The um, another artist that I think people want to like, mm-hmm. but the album kind of underwhelmed due to, in many people's eyes, sounding the same was Lil Baby. I knew exactly who you were going to Come say. on, you knew that. You knew that. Yeah. You know, that album was very much anticipated and it kind of came out and just flopped. And well, it flopped, but it like well, flopped in in the eyes. I mean, I'm not talking about record sales, like whatever. I'm talking about just in the eyes of sure. his audience and the general public. Like people really didn't, you know, they didn't take to that album. I think the way that they wanted to. Correct. So there was a little bit of social media slander, but you know, there's no tour. There's no like tangible things that say we're going to continue promoting this album. It seems like they they're kind of chalking up their losses and maybe laying low for a little bit, moving on to the next thing. I saw Baby did the, did the theme song for the World Cup. So clearly the label and his team are still very much supported. Um, it's just this, this wasn't it. And yeah. it, it may have been from Lil Baby Overkill too because he he's been everywhere these last two years. And he was dropping a ton of singles, including singles that didn't make the album. Right. All the way up. But since this album came out, it's been awfully quiet. Very quiet. Um, so, I mean, maybe that's what he wants. He's like, listen, I did all this music and now I'm taking a break. But I'll, I'll, like, I don't, I, nobody has talked about any of these records. This is, no. this is almost kind of the poster child for the new way that like the chart that Billboard works now, right? The charts work where it's like you do whatever you can to get that number one week. And then, you know, we'll see what happens after that. Mm-hmm. But this album had no staying power. None. None. I- I hear the record with Young Thug yeah. a little bit, and that was one of the stronger records on the album. But other than that, nah, nothing. Young Thug and Wheezy. Hey, man, it is what it is. So were there any other albums that you found to be a little maybe disappointing or fell, fell flat? Maybe you thought they were going to be one thing and they, they, they fell short of those expectations? Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know if I had expectations for the Games album, but that album was a... Was, was all over the place um on my on my list of 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 uh shortcomings for sure yeah um you know not hip-hop related not hip-hop but on the r&b side i i wanted dawn fm by the weekend to be a little more than it was Mm. it has moments where it's like oh he's really going for that like 80s r&b like he's really there but Mm. that that album tails off real real quick for me didn't work yeah 
you're 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 you've been over able for a long time and now you're really yeah. over able yeah 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 good, good for him. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good for him. i didn't really get to revisit a lot of r&b um though the r&b is on my list um but i i forgot about the lma we had some really good suggestions from our from our patreon community so forgot about the lma album uh pj morton dropped something um <laughs> I finally listened to Steve Lacey. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what it made me realize? What? I don't like funk music. Oh, that's going to be a problem for you with Steve Lacey. It's that's yeah. also. Hmm. But wait, but you like um but you like Lucky Day. I do. Okay, cuz there's do. some funk it, on that Lucky Day. There's album. definitely some funk more, but but that's not traditional for him. Like sure. pre- his previous music was more like traditional '90s, 2000s R&B. This Candy Drip album leaned into the funk a little more. Live instrumentation, you, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. you know second albums, you know how that goes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think whatever the last song was on Gemini Rights, I think yeah. the albums were produced well. It sounded good. It Sounds just wasn't great. just wasn't for me. Sure, That's and fair. I was I was okay with that. Like okay, not not to be like yo, this is what y'all like. It wasn't like that, but right, it was just right. like, eh, not really for me. And mm. I love the internet and all that stuff. I just, yeah. I wanted all that to come together, but it just, it just didn't for me. But that's, that's okay. Shout out to him. He had a great year, breakout year. So I'm sure we'll talk about that a little later. Yeah. Yeah. So another album that I have. Okay. And this is my last one. Sure. Because I want to get, I want to get into some praise. Get, get into the praise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An album that I, that I thought I had good expe- I had good expectations for positive expectations for especially coming off of his last album but just underwhelmed me to tears Freddie Gibbs I was going yeah um I was re-listening to this album when I was up in Vermont <laughs> um, cuz when you think of Vermont you think of Freddie Gibbs um of course he's you know I I think I I value like sort of rappers who can sort of modify their flow to fit almost anything. like a sort of a technical appreciation. I really, I really value that. And I feel like Gibbs can rap on anything. Mm-hmm. And with soul sold separately, this feels like an album. That's a collection of album cuts that are all totally fine, mm-hmm. but there's almost nothing on that album that makes me go. Oh, I like the intro. Shout out to swoop. And I may yeah. be a little biased on this. He has That's a co-production okay. credit, but um, I agree. One, I, I said on the show when we initially reviewed the album that Gibbs is only as good as his production. He yeah. rhymes to the level of his production, and I just felt that way listening to this album again. It's like for whatever reason, Alfredo just whatever the Alchemist crafted for him just fit him so well. Yeah. Um, and I even try to take out my Alchemist bias sure. for that. And that's just been the story of Freddie Gibbs for as long as we've been listening. Because we've been listening to Freddie for a long time. 2010, I was trying to think, think, what's my favorite Freddie Gibbs project? Does he have a definitive project other? I mean, I guess you would probably say either what he did with Alchemist or what he did with Madlib, right? Absolutely. But aside from his work with those producers, like just a standalone solo project. Is there like a definitive Freddie Gibbs album? I, I, I bet you some of his fans might say this one because I know a lot of people like this album. A lot of people like this album. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it might be like, yeah, something from 2010, 2011, that era. Um, I went back and looked at like 
all of his albums. And what I think is interesting is like this was the album where he really like kind of cashed in mm-hmm. on his career resurgence. Mm-hmm. Where it's like the you look at the production credits on here, right? Alchemist, Kitranada, Jake One, Boy Wanda, Anderson yep. Park, Justice League, DJ Paul, Madlib, yep. DJ Dahi, like top tier credits across the board. That's right. And somehow very few of these songs really stick out to me. Yep. Absolutely. Crazy. Because he crazy. It's like he can't rap on anything. Yes, he can. Which is great. Now we gotta get, Okay, great. Now can he write on like can we get more interesting beats somehow? You know, yes. like oddly enough, when he put out the bonus edition, which had the record with uh, Big Sean and Hip Boy, Hip Boy, not known typically for avant-garde or exciting beats sometimes. He's known for very consistent beats, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somehow that four things record actually sounds almost like interesting in the context yeah, of, i was like the, um the oh the four rings the record with big sean yeah yeah, yeah. that record is hard right that's on he the also, bonus edition had, and it's like oh yeah oh, forgot what was the name this. of that what was the name of that other record that sampled naja the man was it called like big like big bad rabbit or something big like boss that? rabbit which is that also on the bonus hard. edition yeah the bonus edition hard. has that has four things it has a record with q has another record with i with rick ross over I'm going to say I should have put the, put a record out with this beat already. Somebody else turned ice cream into a trap record. <laughs> Mine's better. <laughs> Shout out to Kenny Beats. My, listen, mine's ridiculous, but <laughs> it really is. But um, someday. 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 Um, yep. But, um, and then there's a record with Jadakiss on this too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so like the bonus edition, you're like, wait a minute. What's up? What's up with these records? Yeah, yeah. And and that comes down to the other thing that you have to to consider with a lot of these artists is um, what records get cleared. People mm. put out people making crazy. It's not like the it's not this thing where artists make twenty songs. You pick the absolute best ones, and those make the album. Like it's a it's an industry. It's a business. Labels don't clear stuff. You know things happen. Samples like all types of stuff get in the way of maybe exactly what you wanted to create and you kind of have to make do with what you're able to put out. Um, so, you know, that, that also has to be taken into account. Um, but yeah, I was just, I was still underwhelmed with this album. I, I really wanted to like this album, but I don't. An- another album. One more, I got one more. One more. You that got uh, I was a little underwhelmed by. I like it, but I wanted more. Okay. You man, Lupe Fiasco. Mm. I really liked Drogas Wave. That album, <sighs> Drogas Wave, had some records that like made you stand up and go, "Whoa!" Mm-hmm. It's not perfect, mm-hmm. but King Nas. Mm-hmm. This is another record. So I love that. But anyway, like that, yeah, that Drogas Wave album is weird. Mm-hmm. It's got way too much of a high concept, all the normal Lupe stuff. But he took some swings on that. Mm-hmm. Drill Music in Zion doesn't work for me quite as well. There are some records I like, but I really was like, mm, mm. I wanted more. On Phone Them is incredible. That record is incredible. Um, to yeah. Is that this was on your re- list? It was on an honorable mention list, and I ended up taking it off because I found my, and it actually started. It actually was the the catalyst of how I ended up making my list and my honorable mentions because what I saw was I saw a lot of people putting this album on lists, top lists. They loved it. 
Yeah. And I was trying to figure out like, man, did I like, did I miss something? Mm. Did I love, did I, so I'm listening to it and I found myself kind of like forcing myself to like the album um, because nothing's wrong. The biggest thing that's wrong, I would say, is the, the production is pretty generic. Yeah. Lupe is rapping his face off. Sure. I mean, he's um, going to. I'm not worried about Lupe rapping. Of course. Of yeah. course. But like for me, Lupe starts off so high his career. I hold food and liquor so close to my heart. The advance yeah. in the retail. I hold the cool so close to my heart. I hold his mixtapes, first and fifteenth, Revenge of the Nerds, um, even uh the later ones, uh uh Enemy of the State. I hold them so close to my heart. I love them so much. He's one of the greatest rappers ever. And I just don't know about what he's done post lasers that like has really grabbed me. I didn't like Droga's Wave the same way that that everybody yeah. else did. King Nas record is dope. Like, there's another record album that I really like, but Food and Liquor 2 had a song or two that I really liked. But, like, man, for me, Lupe musically is a fall from grace. Mm. And mm. I want to like him, but I just, it's just not connecting for me. Um, and, you know, yeah. But shout out to Lupe. Okay. Do you want, do we, are we starting with honorable mentions before we get to our, our top 10? Uh, we, I mean, I, I'm literally, or or do you want to start with 10 and then we'll get to the honorable mentions at the end? We'll do, we'll do honorable mentions at the end. Okay. Let's do that. So I definitely know my eight. (laughs) Here we go. I, I I need to have a couple that I don't know how, or that they're, that are right on the line. Okay. So do you want to start with your 10? Sure. All right. What's, what do you got for number 10? So my number 10 is an album, uh, new artists. Super uh, rapidy rap kid. Um, album should have been bigger than what it was from a commercial standpoint because all of the pieces were there, the songs were there. Um, you know, the album starts off pretty rapidy and then he kind of turns a corner and he's able to hit all these different genres of music and, you know, great collaborations with, you know, uh, Dirk and Yasin Bey and Wayne and. Like really, really dope, and it's a uh, Jid's the Forever Story. Jid the Forever Story is my number ten album of the year. Um, Cody Blue Thirty One we've talked about is yeah. great. Brother Nim, Sister Nim, great. Stars is great. The Wayne feature is great. Money is fire. Um, Two thousand and seven is one of my favorite songs of the year. Um, really, 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 really dope. My son. Watching my, again, like just watching my son, like get excited about dance now, like how much he loves that song is like, just, it just does it for me. I just love it. So I'm biased. I don't care. I own my biases. Um, so yeah, that's my 10. So first of all, I didn't realize that 2007 was now officially on the, on the album. Yes, it is. Fantastic. Yes, it is. Um, I have this album way higher. Okay. But I agree. I love this album. This is a fantastic. Yep. For sure. For sure. My number nine. Yeah. (laughs) An album not released officially on streaming services. An album that a lot of people did not like, but Uh I absolutely loved it. I thought it was great. It was exactly what I wanted, what I needed. Um, Two of my favorite artists ever wrapping their faces off over um, really dope, odd, awkward, mad lib beats. 
And it's uh, Black Stars, No Fear of Time. I'm considering that. So this is in contention for my for my nine or ten. Okay. I, this album is better than I gave it credit for. Yes. Thank you. This is an album that I think works better in cold weather. For sure. It also works well at night. Mm. I feel like we talk about weather and seasons, but the time of day also matters. Mm. There's another album that we're gonna I'm gonna talk about in a minute. We'll talk about it at some point in this in this episode that I also feel like this kind of matters for. Like there mm. are some albums I want to listen to when the sun is shining. Of course. Some of course. albums, no. Of course. If I'm dri- like you're driving somewhere and it's really dark and you're just like alone in the car, like sometimes some music works better there. Yeah. You know, nobody wants sure. to hear, honestly, never mind when it's five o'clock in, in January and it's already dark on the East Coast. You're getting ready for work. But in May, sun's <laughs> sure. out. Yeah. Feeling good. Yeah. Maybe. You Maybe. know what I mean? It's different. For sure. Um. Yeah, nope. that that album did not do itself any favors by getting released at midnight and having the internet listen to it collectively. That was not the place for it. But um, I digress. No fear of time rewards multiple listens. Absolutely, it does. And when we listen to it on the show, it's one of those things where it's like I listened to it a couple times, then I gave my opinion. But <laughs> seriously, it it really like truly the more I listened to it, the more I liked it. So mm-hmm. that is in definitely in contention for my eight or nine spot. I'm sorry, yeah, my nine le- or ten spot. Yeah. And let me also be clear, because, you know, I like to just give my title, like, what are the best? Sure. Like, really, for me, my list is based off of the order of the music that I listen to the most. Yeah. Um, because we listen to so much music on the show and so much came out. Um, these 10 albums are the albums that I went back to and enjoyed after the show. Yeah. So I just want to make that clear. Yeah. But yeah, I think that. OK, so that's your nine and ten. That's my nine and ten. Here are the albums I'm kind of considering for nine and ten. Let's do it. I already talked about Black Star. Mm-hmm. Cool Kids. Just squeezed out of my top ten. I, I would have made this project shorter. Yes. But it's a fun listen. It is a that sh- man Chuck English put his foot in those beats. He, is he is he one of the most underrated hip hop producers? Oh, easy. This makes a strong case for that. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Um, cause sometimes you're like, oh yeah, that's the Chuck English I remember. And then sometimes you're like, wait, he did that beat. Yeah. And they all, I mean, come on. They brought back Pac Div. Yeah. Duh. With DJ come drama on. talking. Come on, man. Yeah. Y'all know we love Pac Div over here. <sighs> Could have, would have, should have right there, man. Oh, listen, they were just ahead of their time. That's yeah. all. Just yeah. the ecosystem was not, if, if the things that are in place now were in place back then, oh, they, they'd be, they'd be huge. Yeah. Easy. So. The other one I'm considering, you're not going to believe it. <laughs> okay. Push a T. It's almost <gasps> dry. Oh, yeah. You don't really like this album. Never mind. You, you've been up front saying how much you're not crazy about this album. So yeah. I'm sure okay. you have this higher, right? Way higher. Okay. We could talk. Let me, let me just say why I'm considering it. Why I okay. think it's going to make either nine or 10. I think for me, it's fascinating to hear this album now. Mm. I think if you strip away the hype, mm-hmm. I think, and if you get away from all the yay related stuff, Mm-hmm. This is not a warm weather album. This mm-hmm. is not a spring album. Mm-hmm. This is cold weather music. Mm-hmm. When I fell in love with Hell Hath No Fury, first of all, that album came out what the end of November. Was it? Yeah, the first time I one of the for, one of the first times I really like fell oh, for that album. I was driving my friend to the Boston airport for a morning flight. 
Mm-hmm. We had to leave Connecticut at like 3 a.m. So I listened to it all the way up and all the way back. Mm-hmm. It was dark. One of those early early winter nights when it's like stupid cold. Not even winter mm-hmm. nights, like late fall nights where it's crazy cold and dark. Yep. That's the weather for Hell Hath No Fury. Right? Yep. And that's the weather for chunks of this album, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Especially Pharrell's stuff on this album. Mm-hmm. I think the work that Pharrell does on this album is better than I remember. I think it's the heart of this album, with the exception of Scrape It Off the Top. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> a lot of these Yay beats don't do it for me at all. Mm. And they clash in weird ways with these Pharrell beats. Pharrell's trying to make like, he re- like uh, he's sort of trying to call back a little bit to Hell Hath No Fury with some of these beats. For sure. Um, and then you got Yay doing sometimes the Yay thing. That Kid Cudi record is terrible. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's like two separate projects. Mm-hmm. But I'm coming around on this album. I would, okay. I would be much like a, a, a Pharrell produced EP of this would be, that'd be something. Mm. But as is, I think it still might sneak in. Mm. Also, you can't just tell me that like you're trying to make your version of like, what did they say? It was inspired by Glaciers of Ice. Get out of here. Yeah. You can't tell oh, me yeah, that. You're, yeah, you're biased. <laughs> it's like when I woke up that morning and I was like, only built for infinity links? <laughs> Yo, Doc was hot. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Doc was hot. They got can't permission. Tell me that. They got, the, they got the blessing from, from, uh, from Ray and Ghost. Yeah, well, you know. What, what said, are Ray and Ghost going to say? They're not, they're too right. young to be Clyde Smithing. Sure. You can't do that. Yeah. They, they would just be the old heads. Right. That wouldn't be good. Right. Yeah. So you have this higher up. Much, much higher. All right. Much we can, higher. we, you, we could talk about the tracks you like later, but yeah, I mean, basically I think, I think either, I think this and uh, maybe the Black Star album or maybe the Cool Kids album, that's my nine and 10. So. Okay. Okay. All right. But what's your eight? Uh, I'm so late to this artist. <laughs> this lucky day album is amazing it's really good candy drip is the title of the album i can't believe i was late to him because he played in a general admission small venue in connecticut earlier this year so mad because <laughs> yeah. he's already he already got grammys mm-hmm. i want we'll see we'll see if if, if he gets more with this next round but mm-hmm. if his career keeps going where it's going then the next album he'll be all the way out of here yep and yep. he won't be playing in general admission places where i can go see him for 25 hours Yep. Um, Guess is crazy. Yeah. I like the record with Dirk even. Mm. There's, okay. I don't really like Dirk on it, but that's fine. Um, there's a song on here called Effing Sound mm-hmm. that is obscenely good. Yeah. No pun intended. Ridiculously good. I played that for Mercy in the Car and I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Song's great. But I like, it's like, oh, it's like, what's this? It's like, uh, we get some funk influences uh, mm-hmm. with a falsetto. I'm in. Mm-hmm. You're in. Used to me is great. There's great songs all up and down this album. Absolutely. It's a really, really good album. The only reason why it's at number eight is just because I discovered it so late in the year that I couldn't put it higher. That's right. But it's a really good album. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Honorable mention for me yeah. simply because I didn't, I just didn't play it a whole lot. Yeah. <clears throat> didn't play it a whole lot. But anytime I played it, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, the intermission with the Alex Isley oh. sample. You already know I'm gonna go crazy. Like, how'd you feel about the "You Don't Have to Call" sample? I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was dope. Yeah, I thought it was dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm cool when you take '90s and 2000 samples and you don't Young Burger. <laughs> right. When you don't hit make it, I'm cool. Um, 
Very, very, super, super creative. I liked all the records that you like. It's just a good listen from top to bottom. It is. Um, Lucky Day is really, really good. I actually, I will say that I prefer, um, what, what album is that? It came out before. Was it Painted? Painted, maybe? Yeah, I prefer, I prefer Painted to this. <clears throat> Painted is really, really good. It's a little more traditional R&B. It's got some of my favorite songs of his. Uh, you know, Rosamo, Misunderstood. My favorite song of his is A Little More Time with Victoria Monet. I love that song, but that's just very traditional R&B. Um, but yeah, man, Candy, Candy Deluxe is exactly what you're supposed to do if you're Lucky Day. Bring in the bring in the live instrumentation, do some experimental stuff, be the weird R&B guy yeah. who wears no shirt and like baggy pants with dress shoes. Because um, yeah, like you said, he's on his way if he keeps at this trajectory. Mm-hmm. This is the album that, did this get nominated for a Grammy? Yeah, uh, got nominated for Best R&B Album, and he's got uh, Overs nominated for Best R&B Performance. He, he, I don't know what else. I don't remember what else is nominated. He might get that, that he might get Over, because that was a big record. Um, but this is the album that you make that's supposed to win a Grammy that does not win a Grammy. His next album, if it's as good as this, yeah. will win a Grammy. Because mm. the Grammys are late. <laughs> yeah. They're always late. Always. Yeah, shout out to, shout out to, shout out to Lucky Day. Honorable mention for me, but great album. Great album. I got a lot of great albums in my honorable mentions. I'm just letting you know. Great yeah, that's, albums. that's good. We yeah. like great albums. Good. That's good. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my number eight is on the other side of the spectrum. Yeah. This artist released two albums this year. One was, but you know, he's one of my favorite artists. And for me, as long as he does something good enough, he's probably going to make my list. Um, and this is West Side Gun with 10. <laughs> 10. Um, we know the real title. We know the real title. Hitler wears Hermes ten. Yeah, that was right after the Kanye stuff. It's like, was nope, like nope, nope, nope. <laughs> getting all the way out of here. Absolutely not. But Super Kick Party is fire. Peppas with Black Stars fire. Nigo Louis Louis is fire. BDP is crazy. Science Class is really dope. Um, falls off a little bit at the end. God is love is cool. Mac don't stop is cool. Didn't like switches on everything. And then Red Death. Red Death is cool, but it's too long and the hook is really weird. Um, but first half of this album is good enough for me to be like, yo, this is hard. Um, you know, Wes does it again. Apparently this is supposed to be his last year. Sure. Um, but yeah, dope project for me. <clears throat> okay. I imagine this no West Side Gun on your list. That's correct. Okay. All right. What's your what's your what's your seven? I think it's Drake time. Mm, okay. Which Drake album? Oh, I think that's pretty clear. We're going to go with Her Loss. Yeah, Her Loss. Um, th- <sighs> it's not perfect. <laughs> it's not. But there are records on here that I played more than some, like, than almost any, than, like, so many other songs this year. Mm. It's got okay. really strong moments. Mm-hmm. Um, the opening run, Drake is just in a different little, different zone. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I don't know. I feel like Drake had a really good year. I don't know if people agree with that. What, what, what would constitute is really good. He put out. I mean, I, well, we'll talk about honestly. Never, I mean, we might talk about honestly. Never mind. But I mean, honestly, never mind. Her loss, like the range. Honestly, the range is crazy. Yeah. Um. But no, like I, I don't know. Like her loss. It's one of those things where it's like, not uh, not all Drake fans are gonna like it, but the Drake fans who want to hear him rap, I don't know. Like, what else do you want out of Drake? For sure. Um, I mean, aside from maybe, you know, better content, I suppose. 
Sure, sure, right. I don't think Drake. I don't think Drake fans are asking for that. Not many of them. Um, no, they're just like you know what I appreciate about this about this album is like even though it all doesn't work, um, they're just like what I would you know I love an audacious moment, right? Mm-hmm. Major distribution is nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, when I heard when I heard the one more time sample on Circle Loco, mm-hmm. when the beat switch in the middle of middle of the ocean. Mm-hmm. There's just parts of this album where you're like, man, yeah, and I appreciate that, yeah, for sure. Because at this point, if he wanted to, he could just be doing like Drake rapping over Drake type beats. Absolutely, he could be mailing it in for sure. Because honestly, yep. I like you know, I like the I like the albums he put out in in 2022 more than a Drake album since I don't know. Yeah, we talked about this on the show. We uh, did. What was, it, what was it? Was it? I said it was the first disc of Scorpion. Yeah, um, maybe but views more life, something like that. That's and that's that's a long that's time a long ago for you to be the, for you to be one of the biggest artists in the world. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I had her loss at number seven. Got you. But I've got, got this you. in a tier with like my albums five, six, and seven. I could change the order depending on the day. Got you. But this got is uh, this number seven for me. What do you got for number seven? To hear the rest of this week's show, exclusive episodes, and more, subscribe today at patreon.com slash crspodcast or clockradiospeakers.com.